dig. Hey, hey, welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, books are always better. And it's just science porn, man. Come on. Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka. It's one of those films that you see on TV and you're like, ah, I got two hours. I get to control the conch cell, all right? Welcome back to another episode of Things We Dig. As always, I'm Chris Fig. Here are my good buds. Hey, what's up, guys? It's the other Chris. Hey, what's up? It's also Alex. Hey, guys, it's Dave. Last but not least, this is Steve. What up, fellas? Good to see your guys' faces. Happy to be here for another episode. So to kick things off, I'm going to throw the shovel over to Dave for some digging up some dirt. So what do you got for us today, Dave? All right, guys. Well, I was just uh, doing a little surfing earlier on the good old internet. Oh, and stumbled up, up. upon a little nugget of a story here going into the holiday season that we, that is approaching with Halloween. I found some random article that side that has a Texas lawyer who was cited for wearing his Halloween Michael Myers costume on the beach. And as I kept reading this, I was a little intrigued, you know, but um, I got down to the pictures and it, it looks quite terrifying, man. Like if I saw this dude walking around on the beach... I would not want to be. Is this anywhere a heavily public beach, like hella people around? Um, yeah, I guess it's out in Texas, so people uh, re- reported him at the very least. The cops were because Texas. because of the hairy chest. Yeah, and the penis. <laughs> he pump. has the he has the. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby. That's my bag. He was baby. making too many people horny. It was not um, his penis pump. He took it a step farther, though, and put actual like fake blood on his knife and on his shirt and stuff. So people didn't know what to think and ended up calling the cops on this guy. But uh, in the end, too, he just chopped it up that he wanted to bring uh, some joy to people while it's been a little gloomy out in the world. And people can't take a joke is what he chopped it up to in the end. And he said he felt like Scooby-Doo, where they take the mask off of the villain in the end. And he said, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you pesky Karens. (laughs) But how would you guys feel if you saw this dude just walking around on a beach with a big-ass butcher's knife? I mean, definitely the first thing that would come to my mind is that he's trying to spread peace and joy in these um, (laughs) dark times, you know? Yeah. No, man, I'd be tripped the fuck out, especially if I had children or or family or anyone with me. You'd be like, get the who is this man? Call the police. Get a lifeguard. You would think he was from Florida, but um, definitely, definitely not the cheeriest thing. It's like those clowns that they found walking around and stuff, freaking people out. And it was supposedly (laughs) a promotion, I think, for a movie. But um, I don't know. Humor's different. I guess out in Florida, this is probably normal. No one would call the cops on that, dude. Every day, Florida man. (laughs) Yeah. Part of me thinks like, hey, like it's fun. You know, like you're saying, Dave, the Halloween season is uh, is coming up. But at the same time, dude, there's so many crazy people in the world. You never really know what people's true intentions are, which for the most part, I'm like, yeah, this guy's probably just having fun. But I wouldn't like feel totally safe or I guess like. Like, sure, like, hey, like this guy, let me go take a picture of him. He just starts stabbing me like, oh, fuck, I was wrong. We're talking a, we're talking a law f- official here, right? Somebody who's... He's a, a lawyer. Up, okay, yeah. so he's high up and stuff. And it just worries me sometimes because you're like, this guy's powerful and he thinks it's funny to do this. <laughs> so you think he's got some mental issues or there's, there's, there's more to the context of the story we're missing. I, I feel know. like I... I might think it was funny from afar, like seeing him. And as he got closer and I saw like a knife, then I'd be like, holy shit, this guy's probably uh, insane. What up, Mike? Those those Mike, uh, Mike before a YouTube prank video. (laughs) Dude, those ones where they're in the car and he'll roll his window down and he's wearing, it might be Jason, but he's just wearing that. And that alone scares the shit out of people in the car. Like they're like, oh. Yeah, I'd see him come down the beach. Yeah, you'd see him come down the beach and you'd be like, yeah, this this guy's probably joking around, right? And you see the knife and like, it's probably joking, but you'd be glancing around like, is there like a rock or a a piece of wood around me that I can use if things go south? Right. That's probably crazy. I guess yielding the knife is like enough maybe to like get them to talk to the police, but is it illegal just to fucking wear a mask and walk around? You know what I mean? I mean, no. I mean, I guess like you're technically allowed to wear, walk around and have like even at the automatic rifle and shit and stuff. So it's like, I don't know. I think if it becomes like a public disturbance, they they, they can say it's an issue, but 
Halloween, yeah. you can do it. I guess it was the knife, man. It was probably they're like, yeah, we gotta at least go talk to this guy. He's carrying a huge ass knife around with blood on it. <laughs> Cops are like, hey, man, you're being a, a real douche right now and ruining everyone's good time. Could you please go home? <laughs> Fuck, bro. It's not funny. All right, guys. Another crazy story of the week, and that was the dirt. All righty, Dave. As always, that was some great dirt. But I say let's uh, change things up a bit. So for this week, it was my pick to choose the theme of the episode. So my theme this week was our favorite book to movie adaptions. I'll just kick things off and ask you fellas, what is your favorite book to movie adaption? I'm looking at you, Chris. What do you got? Uh, for me, it's going to be The Perks of Being a Wallflower, man. It was nice. uh, a book that was introduced to me at, I think, the perfect time to read it. And then when the movie adaptation came out, it was kind of perfect, to be honest. So that's mine. Um, I believe it is my turn. I'm going to be the typical white guy here and say Harry Potter for sure. I don't want to be typical response, but it was pretty, pretty much really lived up to the book. So thanks, JK. Nice. What about you, Dave? Um, mine's kind of a little toss up. I read, I got it in before the movie came out, but it was a graphic novel and it was, um, fuck, what was it? Uh, the Watchmen? <laughs> the Watchmen. Yeah, dude, sorry. <laughs> I think I gave that. I just drew a blank, but yeah, my pick is going to be The Watchmen. Great choice. And what about you, Steve? All right, for me, uh, let's see. I was thinking about Harry Potter, but that's one of the, I read the first book and the, watched the first movie only, but that movie was exactly like the book, like every detail. So because of that, I, I think maybe it didn't bring anything too new. So instead, I'm going to go with The Martian, which Ooh. Al reminded me of. Nice, bro. Oh, solid pick. And for myself, a book that I still love to this day and a movie that I think I put on not too long ago. I didn't even know we were doing this theme and I just saw this movie on Disney Plus, but James and a Giant Peach, man. Oh, nice, Ooh. bro. Uh, love that movie. That was good. Nice. Dude, that angry rhino cloud in that movie, you should scare the shit out of me as a kid. Dude, oh, that was yeah. scary. <laughs> his, his like adopted ants were fucking creepy as shit too. Kind of kind of had a Harry Potter vibe to it too, right? Just how he lived with his adoptive aunts and they just treated him like shit and he was just made to live a better life. Yeah, I, I think uh, definitely has a huge amount of Harry Potter tones to it. And uh, for the record, these are books that we have read, right? Mm -hmm. yes. That is true. Because of course I could say Shawshank Redemption or... Jobs. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how I was thinking too. I had to pick one that I read, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I did read The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah, I thought, um, I guess Forrest Gump was one of them. And I want to read that book now because I didn't know that. Because I was looking yeah. up like top, you know, book movies and Forrest Gump is one of them. So... One that I'm surprised, I know we were speaking about it a few pods back, but just Lord of the Rings, that whole series. I almost threw that out there. Yeah, I thought one of us would. I would say, I mean, the movies live up to the book. Like for, for as much as there is in the books, the movies are close to three hours long. And Peter Jackson did a tremendous job of recreating images from the books onto the big screen. Obviously, it won Academy Awards. So it definitely lived up to, to the hype of the books. Talk. So much. Have you guys had a movie that you've seen that's inspired you to read the book after seeing the movie? Oh, tons. The Bible. Same here. Yeah. Um, um, the, I'm actually reading The Count of Monte Cristo right now, Ooh. which is something I've been wanting to read for a long time because I fucking love that movie, man. I saw it when I was a teenager and I've watched it many times since. Nice. Fight Club, man. We talked about this, you know, during the Brad Pitt episode. And I remember watching the movie and having friends be like, oh, you need to read the book. I'm like, it's a book too? And yep. yeah, that's another one that, you know, really good. The movie lived up to the book for that one as well. Same. I'm going to hop on that piggyback with you, bro. Chuck Palahniuk. I can never pronounce his name, but that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did a bunch of other ones too, but yeah, I, uh, I need to read that. That's been one that needs to be read. Yeah, mine would probably be all the uh, A Princess of Mars series, which is the John Carter books. Oh, oh shit. Okay. I didn't even know. How many? John Carter was a many? dope movie. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Uh, there's probably at least six books. Damn. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. When I was a kid, I watched uh, Homeward Bound a lot. And it made me read the book, The Incredible Journey, because of it. Because that movie is based <laughs> off of that book, dude. <laughs> Great book. Shiloh. 
or what was it? Uh, <laughs> Shiloh. <laughs> Shiloh was another book series of a beagle, I believe. Yeah. That was a great, yeah. I, I actually liked those books. Those are good books. All right, fellas. So to dig a little deeper, I want to ask you guys, so why did you guys choose your number one, your favorite book to movie adaption? So I'll start off with you, Chris. So why Perks of Being a Wallflower? Um, it was a book that was recommended to me by our good friend, Sean, when we were in high school. And I just feel like, you know, it's a story about a young man coming of age. And at the time that I read it, it just resonated a lot with what was going on in my life. So I really loved it as a book. And then the author did the screenplay and I believe directed it as well. And so his vision, you know, just came straight. It wasn't like someone else's interpretation of what it was. I feel like all the all the beats in the story that were like the major plot points and things that he wanted to get across came out so well in the film because... It was him doing it. And all the actors in it, uh, Ezra Miller, Logan Lerman, they really killed it. Emma Watson. And uh, yeah, I just feel like it was the most perfect adaptation of a book to a movie I've ever seen. But the book was also a shorter one. So it is a bit easier, I think, to do than some of the other things I put it up against. Gotcha. So to pull off a short a short book for it to be that critically acclaimed and be a dope a movie is pretty awesome. I don't know of a lot of short movie short books myself that have that. Yeah, it was pretty well. The book and movie were both very well received. So I give it high praise. Recommend it to anybody. Yeah, man. I think I actually watched that movie with you for the first time because I want to say it was kind of like an indie movie at the time. Like sure Ezra Miller and Logan Learman, Emma Watson both are you know, really big actors and actresses now. But I think at the time, they were still relatively small. Emma Watson probably being the more popular one because of the Harry Potter series. But yeah, I mean, just like you said, during the time that it came out, you know, being younger, being that state of mind, being in that age, you're like, well, I really can relate to this book. And then I just remember the ending, the David Bowie song, Hero, they're in the truck and they're driving down that tunnel. It was just like, damn, dude, like it just was like, this is so cool. Like you think to yourself, this is what filmmaking should be. And even to this day, I think it still holds up as being a really solid movie. Yeah, I really want to watch it. I haven't read it or seen the movie, so I need to Same here. jump on that. So Alex, you picked Harry Potter and I know we can go for days on Harry Potter, but uh, specifically any any movie of yours of the series that is your favorite? I want to say, I think the one that pops out as the favorite was probably the Goblet of Fire, the number four, just because that one was pretty badass. Had dragons, they do all this crazy competition, mermaids, all that shit. So for sure, Harry Potter definitely was what really kind of sparked my interest in reading. And it was a great movie too, so... What about the characters? Do you think they lived up to the book characters? Oh, man. Shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hermione. Oh, I'm sorry. Hermione, bro. I have to tell the story because I'm sure just like anybody else that was a young child when the first book dropped, you're reading all these like new words and stuff. And what did you think Hermione's name was? Uh, Hermione. <laughs> Hermione. <laughs> Hermione. That was the only one, which is, I mean, come on. But uh, Hermione sounds better. And then Hagrid like was when Hagrid, you were, <laughs> but Did it blow your mind the first time you heard that, like in the movie? Like, was Hermione like, Granger. Like, Hermione. He's fucking British. Yeah. He's British and they're, they're English. In America, it's Hermione. Yeah. No, I'm just fine. But yeah, Where I'm from, I, it's Hermione. It is fun with reading books, though, like not to go off off on a tangent, but how you, but you can, you put the names how you want it to be and the scenarios how you want it to be. So the movie kind of different. Yeah, man. And like I said, I mean, I know we can talk about Harry Potter for a oh, long time, it. but I, I would agree, man. I mean, I'm actually currently rewatching the movies probably for like the 10th or 15th time. <laughs> and I'm actually just finished Prisoner of Azkaban and I'm about to start Goblet of Fire too. And I honestly, besides the very last movie, the second part of Deathly Hollows, I want to say Goblet of Fire is my oh, favorite, yeah, man. favorite book. Uh, and also my yeah. favorite, second favorite movie. Harry Potter is such a big world and the people who grew up with it and were into the books were so into it, man. And I just oh, never got into it. And I feel everywhere. like such a huge disconnect to that world. <laughs> I uh, like, I have, I've never finished the movies either, but muggle. I like the movies. They're cool. <laughs> but the books, I remember you guys know more than anybody when a new book came out, it was like, how fast can I finish this book? And then a lot of people were like, how fast can I read this yeah. book again now? Yeah. Well, Steve, do you now want to read Chamber of Secrets? I actually enjoyed the first book better than the movie. 
So I'm more interested in the books than the movies. The But the movie, as I said, was almost exactly the same. Every detail I remember from the book was in the movie. And for me, that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, could be boring. Well, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying for sure. Because then like it's the same shit. But because mm-hmm. I yeah. do go, I go on the other side where I'm kind of pissed off when they change major parts in a book to a movie. But I think every book reader says the same thing. I was in the fifth grade and they would read Harry Potter, the first one to us in class. That's what got me interested into it. And then I was one of those people in the like, by the time the fifth book came out, I'd read it in two days. I fucking loved it. Damn. Don't burn me at the stake because I think the movie series is pretty mediocre. Ooh. <laughs> I, uh... I'm sorry, guys. I, the books I are always better. Hell yeah. Books are always better. Yeah. I mean, it, I personally think that the movies did a pretty good job, but there's also a lot of stuff that you couldn't put in. But yeah, I mean, I, I can see, you know, your opinion on that and- Books are like nines in my mind though. So don't, don't hate me too much. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's true. Every book is- Yeah. The books, better. yeah. The book, especially Harry Potter books, I think are really good. And I, I've read them multiple times. I've listened to even audio book versions of them and there's one individual his name's jim dale does every single voice for every single character which is kind of funny because he's a grown-ass man doing you know professor mcgonagall hermione hagrid dumbledore harry like every single one of their voices and does a great job like he really puts you in to that world into the book so audiobooks is for that harry potter at least is really really good oh dude Audiobooks, for sure. What about you, Dave? Why'd you pick the the Watchmen? So I chose the Watchmen. I was thinking Lord of the Rings because I think that's a great adaptation as well to the big screen. But Watchmen, I'd never heard of it. And Alex actually owned the book. We were going to California and I read it on the way back and to and from California, finished the graphic novel. And I think it came out like the following weekend or something. So it was very fresh in my mind. And um, just the visualization of the graphic novel is the first time I ever read a full on graphic novel as well. So I felt like they did a pretty decent job of bringing that to the big screen. I know you can't always please everybody, but for being very fresh in my mind, a lot of it was like exactly how I thought it should be, you know, or how you saw it in the book. And even the characters that played the characters from the actual novel as well. I think they did a really good job with casting the film and all around it was just a good experience. So that's why I went with that pick this week. I think they like, there was a big change at the end, but other than that, but I think they had to kind of make that change with that fucking mm-hmm. giant squid or whatever they had. But the show too, if you haven't seen the show, y'all HBO. Yeah. Then the show, I mean, Dope. spoiler alert, everyone out there, but then the show kind of delved into the, the giant squid storyline. Yeah, so it, that was it, cool it, to see. Yeah, caught up on that. That was dope. But I personally loved uh, The Watchmen. I mean, the show was very good, too. Sad there won't be a season two. But the movie was amazing just from a cinematography sense. There's a lot of great shots, great acting. Uh, Rorschach is amazing. So thumbs up to that, That character, perfect, man. The soundtrack, too, and everything. I think Smashing Pumpkins had a a cover song on there, but it was dope. Steve, why'd you end up going with The Martian for your pick? Uh, I was put on the spot. But uh, Martian, yeah, the book and the movie are both really good. I read the book first because I knew it was going to be made into a movie, and it's just science porn, man. It's uh, I love space, (laughs) I love science, and the difference between the movie and the book there is small, there's a few differences, but mostly the book just goes further into detail with the science, and it will take pages and pages to go over something, but the movie kind of brushed over it quickly, yeah. But uh, it's funny, it's uh, entertaining, it's space, it's, there's uh, some drama in it, and also a killer David Bowie song. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And the cinematography, didn't they kind of CGI Mars in a sense, but they made the, the landscapes look like Mars, and they did a fucking pretty good job at making you feel that you were, you were there. Um, yeah, it almost looked fun as yeah. well. Yeah, that uh, David Ooh. David Weir, right? Uh, Andy Weir. Uh, Andy Weir. Sorry, yeah. Highly recommend his Bowie. books. Yeah. Also reading a book <laughs> called What's It Called? Fucking Project Hail Mary, which is, is another science porn, like you're saying, Steve. Save the world. Oh, bust a science. It's now. got a it's got a sunshine <laughs> a sunshine theme to it from the movie Sunshine. So oh, okay. okay. 
I'll leave it at that. But yes, that sounds good. Yeah, Fig, did you say why you chose James and the Giant Peach? For some reason, James and Giant Peach just always just connected to me really well. The book, I think I read the book, pretty sure I read the book first and then didn't even know they were coming out with the movie and the movie came out and the movie's phenomenal, man. Just, I think it was one of those first, I think there's a combination of CGI and stop animation, but the book is beautiful. And though it starts off really sad, there's a happy ending to it. And in the movie, I think, really portray that well. I mean, there's some cool effects that they do in the movie. And yeah, it's almost like stop motion capture, right? Or- yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And some of the some of the art that they did for like the city. And then Chris, you had mentioned the rhino, dude. As a kid, you're like, you know, we're like, I was like nine, <laughs> 10 years old. I'm like, I'm not scared. And you're watching, you're like, God damn, that's pretty fucking scary, man. <laughs> but it was, yeah. It was- but my boy James, man, he stood up to it, man. And, you know, at the end, he lived a happy ending. So Lord of the Rings. I mean, I want to say Lord of the Rings is probably my number one, too, as well. But just on the spot, James and Giant Peach popped in my head. I stand by it. Dude, that's a great choice, bro. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. want to watch it again. I know, uh, speaking of Willy Wonka, it was, what is it, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? That had a lot of differences with the even the original film. And then they did the second one, which is almost a closer adaptation to the book. What is that, the glass elevator or something? Yeah, the second book, that. but I mean the second movie with Johnny oh, really? Depp. Oh, really? dude, I've that never seen. Weird, I've never bro. seen it either. I oh, refuse that, to watch it. That movie is horrible, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Johnny horrible. Depp is insane as Willy Wonka. I'm not the, sure why Tim Burton wanted to do that. The Oompa Loompas. I saw one scene of them singing and dancing when my little sister was watching it back in the day, and I instantly was like, "Nope, I'm not watching this." Dude, film. it's one <laughs> actor. I love they do. The one actor to play all the Oompa Loompas, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I know the second movie, the Tim Burton one, is a closer adaption to the actual book. But come on, Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, he, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, classic. You can't it was amazing. Yeah, Grandpa. It's one of those films that you see on TV and you're like, ah, I got two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then that creepy ass scene when they're in the boat and then shit just gets weird for a minute, like. They travel oh. to another dimension or something like like it gets oh. weird, dude. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I read an article about improvisions in certain movies, and I think Gene Wilder improvised like a lot of the things he was saying. So, wow. so the people's interactions, especially the kids, you know, he was saying some some pretty crazy shit. So they were like generally Seriously. like, oh my goodness, like is this real? Are are we film- <laughs> are we actually filming this right now? That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just the rumor mail, but hey, it'll live up to Gene Wilder and being who he was. Shit, that'd be awesome. All right, guys. Uh good talk on that one. But I have another question for you, kind of to reverse a little bit what we've been talking about. Are there any books you've read that you would like to see be made into a movie that has not been adapted yet? So I do have one, but it's a little bit of a twist. So the book, Ready Player One, mm-hmm. phenomenal book. Yes. The movie, I though I enjoyed, I mean, as we all said, the, the book's always better, but I just don't think that movie lived up or went as deep as I would wow. want it to go. So I would say I'd want a TV series, man, and them really diving deep into the book because there's so much stuff that the main character does in the book that I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see this on the big screen. Or I even thought to myself like, oh, how are they going to do this on the big screen? Like I really want wondering if they're going to do that. Yep. And there was so much more story and just so many more characters he came across that he built a really solid connection with that obviously in a two hour movie, you can't really do that well. So I would love Ready Player One as like a mini series, like a 12 episode oh, miniseries, yeah. really diving deep into the book and being a little bit more truer to the book. They changed the shit out of that movie from the book. And the same guy that wrote the book wrote the movie. And people ask, like, why did you change it so much? And he basically said there's just parts that he couldn't couldn't make good into a movie, I guess. But I kind of call bullshit. I felt like I wish that they made the movie more like the book, but still good. Right. So the author of the book is Ernest Klein. Mm. God damn it. I was rolled like, over to find that. Yeah. You could live, you could like, it was, a, what was it, War Games? And you could be in the movie right. and basically play like, uh, choose your choose like you have to know the, the the line so you could like virtual reality like be the character in a movie how dope would that be right yeah i mean just the thing like so in the in the book 
And in the movie too, there's like a competition going on and he just had to do so many more trials and just a lot more time went by of him being like, like obsessed with completing this competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where the movie, again, two hour movie kind of have to bypass a lot of things. It was just too easy in my mind. So why I would want to see it as a TV series. I agree. What about you, fellas? Any other books you would want to see into a movie? Uh, for me, it would be the King Killer Chronicles, which people might know better as the Name of the Wind. It's a fantasy series. Uh, two of the three books are out right now. Patrick Rothfuss is the um, writer. And it's just a cool fantasy world where magic exists, but it kind of follows like a certain set of rules and laws, and people study it almost like you would a scientist these days, and they use it to infuse magic into items and use it for different forms of offense and defense and follows this kid who grows up in the circus and crazy events transpired. A lot of tragic shit happens and he finds himself alone. And then he eventually gets into this university and starts studying magic and he's really good at it. And it uh, follows his exploits. Nice. That sounds Very cool. good series for all those out there. I highly recommend it. Dude, uh, you sold me on that. Dude, anything with magic or adventure or just someone being maybe like the chosen one? Yeah. Always, always just interests me. The first book in the series is called The Name of the Wind. And that's kind of like in the in the magical world, it's very extremely rare to do. But if you can learn something's true name, you can have power over it. And like one of the most powerful things you can learn is the name of the wind, which like no one knows. So nice. Nice. Dope series. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, I'm going to jump on the magical train as well. I just finished reading a a series of books called A Conjuring of Magic um, or A Darker Shade of Magic, but it's a three, it's a trilogy and it's like an adult series, magical series. And basically in a nutshell, there's five different Londons, but each one has a different level of magic. So there's like white London, gray London, black London, and, uh, and there's like powerful different levels of magic and wizards can travel between each one. And there's like pirates and it's a big adventure, y'all. But uh, yeah. more adult, more adult. So I think you all real, dig it. Real triple X. Lots of romance scenes. I, I'm calling Dave out. I think I gave you the book, bro. So you might have that the first one or Chelsea gave it to you. She did. I still yeah. have it. It's good, bro. It's good. <laughs> I need to read it. <laughs> Dude. Hey, it'll be there. Both of these book series you guys are describing, I'm like, fuck, man. I want to see. I, I haven't read the books, obviously, but I'm like, man, I want to see the, I'll, I want to read the books. I was like, Seeing I want to, I want to see this as movies, man. These sound great. Yeah, that'd be cool. I agree. Probably will. Probably will, man. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Any uh, books you'd like to see made into movies? Most of my favorite books, like uh, the Jack Reacher series or Harry Bosch series, are already books or series as well. Um, there is another similar book about like international spy thriller called The Gray Men. Okay. And I was waiting for a long time for them to make a movie about this, and now they're doing it with the Russo brothers and Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck yeah. The Gray Man. Kind of sounds scary for some reason. You're thinking Slender Man. Slender Man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of scary. That is, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, that sounds really dope, too. Oh, I mean, you got Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. I'm like, all right, I'm sold. I'll, I'll go see it and I'll read the books, too. Yeah, check. I would check that out. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. What about you, Dave? Do you have any uh, books that you'd love to see made into movies? I honestly don't, man. I need to start uh, reading some more books, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, man. For sure. It's been a while since I read one. so Or at least one that was a story and not just like a biography about somebody's life. Mm. The The next book I was honestly going to read was uh, Kobe Bryant's book, Mamba Mentality. Hey, nothing wrong with those books too. Turn it into documentaries or something. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be an interesting read. It's got good reviews. Those are all great choices, guys. I think I can't wait. Hopefully, to see some of those some of those movies coming out. Hopefully, we can we can really spark the fire for some of these directors. Anyways, it got me thinking. What what world? What book world would you guys want to live in? If you had to choose a any any world, Fig, what would you choose? Uh, dude, I think I would choose Wonderland, man. Alice in Wonderland. Oh, that'd be, I know it's kind of a hectic kind of world, but it just seems so trippy and it felt like it'd be fun. I mean, I know Tim Burton recreated the movies, but I'm more so thinking of 
the book and then maybe even like the Disney adaption to the book mm-hmm. and just like the crazy fantasy sort of like mystical shit that she kind of came into as a kid i always thought like this is crazy but it seems like it'd be a real good time so yeah man wonderland for myself yeah i I agree maybe at first she was weirded out by that but she she ended up being all all about it taking drugs and shit (laughs) what about you chris um i'm really trying so many come to mind right now it's hard to pin one down but I think the theme that runs through them all is like, I, I want to be like a, a hero or a warrior, like something like that. Living that type of world would be cool. Then I think of the flip side of it, like you read the stories and they're awesome, but then to have to live them and actually fight those battles and do those things would probably be pretty shitty and an anxiety <laughs> yeah. inducing. Sounds cooler to read it. Yeah, but I read a lot of like the Warhammer novels and stuff with their sci-fi, like in traveling in between worlds and have all this crazy technology and interacting with alien races. And I just think, living in such a vast world like that would be really cool. But again, it's like war on all sides. So it would just be super unsafe. Yeah, like PTSD and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right on. How about you, Big Dave? I was going to say Fig actually took the first one that was on my mind. I think Wonderland would be awesome for the same reasons that he said. It's just like craziness going on that you're stepping into. Every scenario is different. But I'll go ahead and throw out... um. Lord of the Flies, get to hang on an island with my boys for a little while, away from society, you yeah, know, soak up some rays. A little yeah. while, yeah, because we're going to kill you soon. Yeah. 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 Have you read Lord of the Flies, man? Are you trying to fucking Shit go to war wild. with us? Yeah. I get to control the conch cell, all right? <laughs> all right. You, ha- you have read it. Steve, what about you, bro? What world of books would you like to enter? Uh, of course, I would say like John Carter, because that is basically what inspired Superman, uh, and he is basically Superman. But without just kind of rehashing that, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's, That's a great cool. answer. Just to can be I, able to explore these worlds. Can I change my answer and hitchhike the galaxy with you, man? That's, <laughs> that is a great one. Um, Will you guys pick me up while I'm hitchhiking on the yeah. island with my boys? Yeah. Don't forget to bring uh, a towel. No murderers on our hitchhike. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be on an acid trip in Wonderland, but uh, I'll, I'll explore the galaxy with you fellas. What about you, Al? Did you uh, give your answer? I didn't, but sadly, I wanted to go last because I was still trying to think what. Um, (laughs) I thought you were going to say because I was going to say Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. (laughs) But I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be the typical and stick with my theme. I mean, I think I had I was torn between Harry Potter, but no one brought up Ready Player One. So I think that virtual reality type world sounds fucking super dope obviously there was a lot of drama going on a lot of poverty and a lot of other issues so i don't know if i want to be like poor and just like live in a trailer and live in this virtual reality world but um (laughs) if you were super rich i think that would be cool i would say the coolest thing about the harry potter world though is that there is the muggle world and so you can just go in between both of them and nobody knows anything about the magic world that's always been a pretty cool concept yeah. yeah but if i ever figured out like if i was like harry where i lived in the muggle world and then figured out about the wizarding world, I'll never ever go back to the muggle world, man. Oh, <laughs> or you could just like tear some shit up like a, like a robber and stuff, you know, and just yeah. hide. The worst would be a being human, learning about the magic world and not being a wizard. And you'd be like, wow, uh, fuck, I, yeah. I'm not a wizard and there's wizards? Like, filthy mud bloods. What? Life yeah. sucks. I know now. it's kind of like they just knew that in in the world, like they talked about it, like they knew. Oh, there's wizards, and no one was kind of blown away by that. The Dursleys were just like, "Ugh, wizard!" I'd be like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Like, yeah, you imagine? Like, what do I have to? What, yeah, what do I? We be what do I sacrifice? What do I have to kill? Yeah, to become a wizard. I'll do it, man. dude. And they're just like, they just like look at them, like, yeah, they're wizards. Is blood magic yeah. a thing? Because I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one part, Al, you're talking about Goblet of Fire. And they go to the, the Quidditch World Cup. And they're walking into like a little ass tent. And, but you walk in and it's like, yeah, it's like a four room like hotel. Harry was just like, God damn it. I fucking love magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love dude. that, dude. I wish so bad. Like you could. I think it was the magical beast where he would go into his briefcase and it was this fucking huge ass world of beasts. Oh yeah. Zoo of sorts that, that he could just go around and totally opened up your creative mind. So none of us, none of us chose Harry Potter. 
I know. I, I thought it would be a pick. <laughs> it was for sure. I mean, uh, similar to to my first pick of you know, like Lord of the Rings and like Harry Potter. Like, like obviously, like to me, like you know, if you don't know, I love Harry Potter. So it's like obviously, I'm gonna want to live there. But Wonderland would be cool too. But if I could like flip flop worlds, you know, maybe do a little bit of Ready Player One, a little bit of uh, Wonderland. I mean, none of us yeah. mentioned this yet, but Jurassic Park was also a book. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see dinosaurs. Dude, I would. It's love. almost like uh, you're almost explaining the plot to the page master. Oh, Dude. yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. It's a great man. movie. You just, you just get lost in these books, yo. Can't wait to hopefully uh, hear about that more. I always like hearing what you're digging on. But let's keep the party rolling to a little two-second tunes. Yeah, let's do All it. All right. Two-second tunes. You only got a little bit of time, baby. Go two-second tunes. You only got one, two. I figured this round of two-second tunes has nothing to do with books, but it has everything to do with movies. So we're going to do top 21st century movie scores. Oh, okay. Very cool. You know the rules. If you can name the movie, point. You name the composer, point. And that's pretty much it, right? So... Sweet, man. I'm ready. All right, cool. Bonus points all around. All right, friends. Round one. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Nice uh, job, bro. Thomas Newman. That a, No, no. Howard Shore. Howard Shore. It's Howard Shore. Howard Shore, yep. Nice yeah, I was here. on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Anytime Howard you guys Shore. know a composer, I'm instantly impressed because I... I know. (laughs) And Dave, Dave got in. There was a slight pause for everybody. And it's the live orchestra too. Oh, this guy playing the flute. Listen. My favorite part. (laughs) Yeah, a little old homie's got like a little piccolo. Just Mm. killing it. So good, man. So good. Mm -hmm. Nice job, Steve. And sorry, Dave and... Yeah, Dave Dave. and Steve. Dave and Steve. Okay. (laughs) All right, round two. Lion King? Is that the Lion King? Gladiator. 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 Hans Zimmer. Oh, dude, it is Gladiator. Nice. Gladiator, Hans Zimmer. It's Now We Are Free or to uh, honor him? Um, This says Maximus the Warrior, but I don't know if that means that's the title. This just says main theme. One of the best. That totally sounded like a Lion King. It did have a Lion King vibe, bro. (laughs) Right after Mufasa dies, huh? Yeah, yeah, completely. I thought I had that one, man. Yeah, Steve, (laughs) I'm going to go back and give you a ding if it's deserved um, for the actual title of that one. This one says, when I listen to this song, it makes me want for this world to have a revolution against the corrupt leaders that govern us now. (laughs) (laughs) If you agree, give a thumbs up. (laughs) All right, Jesse. Tell us how you really over. Feel. Let's storm the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done, guys. Great, great. Uh, one of the best 21st century scores. They said Hans Zimmer. Round three. Requiem for a dream. Damn, son. Nice. Damn, that's good. I know the song. I, didn't, I, never, I never knew it was a movie. It. Wow. It's Dude, very depressing, crazy. but you should watch it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, classic this like is a classic yeah, just very song depressing. This song, dude, is just Yeah. An amazing movie you'll only watch once. I definitely know that song. I just never see the movie. I don't know mm-hmm. if just heard it in something else or good Dave, job, Dave. Nice job, bro. All right. We're just burning through. We are in round four, guys. Ready go. Uh Oh, you're good, dude. Yeah, he's Damn. a pirate. He's a pirate. Floss, floss something. Nice, dude. That's a great soundtrack as yeah, well, man. It really dude, is. So, also, writers, Hans Zimmer, Jeff Zanelli, and Klaus Baldelt. Klaus. So, so you got it, Steve. But also, Hans Zimmer was a part of this shit. Didn't know. It was, uh, that's some collab, man. Yeah. This says, uh, this person says, listening to this while eating a sandwich. Never knew that eating a sandwich could be so intense. (laughs) 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 Great comments. Somebody's Uh, like, I'm going to comment this. Thank you. Thank you, Golden Wolf. All right, round five, bros, rolling on down. 
Stacking up them points, Dave. Stack. That was enough. I'm going to throw out Harry Potter. Mm, that was a good throw out. Oh. There's going to be a, a wrong buzzer right there. I hate those. Sorry, dude. Oh, man. It's like uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. He's like, do you have to play that buzzer noise? Like, <laughs> it's really loud. <laughs> He's like, yes, we have to. All right, I'm going to play a little more. Interstellar. That is correct. Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Oh, man. <laughs> is that one? I don't know if that one is. Uh, I don't remember the name. I was just saying time. Stay. It, it might be time or stay. The fact that you knew both, I think, gives you, you get double points. I think it's stay, man. I just watched that movie recently. Stay. stay that yeah. seems about right. Because there's one called Time. Time yeah, is the inception remember. one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. You're right. So but this was stay. This is, this is, it says the main steam, but yes. Dude, that was good. Nice job. Great, great uh, soundtrack. Very, very different. Um, great movie. Yeah. Fucking it. Didn't really win anything, did it? It kind of flew under the radar. I'd like to say, man. Yeah. All right. Final round, gentlemen. I think Steve got some, Dave got some, everybody got some. I, I did not get it. The <laughs> you got the, the the Chris's are looking at some goose eggs right now, man. All right, this one's going for the Chris's. All right, my <laughs> I'm saying this one's for them. So I'm gonna mute Dave and Steve really quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go for round six. Joker. Very nice, Steve. <laughs> I was gonna say Westworld, which isn't even a movie, so Dude, I, I lose. Chris, that, that has very a Westworld theme to it. I see that. I see. That. It's a woman. It's a female composer, but I'm not sure her name. Her, she's not from here. Not from um, the US. holy crap! Yeah, Astrid Sticky. No, no, sorry. Artist is Hildur. Cannot even pronounce her last name. Who was the other person you named? Oh, I said, well, it says thanks to my generous patrons for supporting me. So I read the wrong name. That's oh. yeah, that's a random. It sounded like you said something like stinky ass or something. Uh, stinky ass, Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> it was Astrid Stinky. <laughs> Give me that Astrid Stinky. Sir, first name, last name Stinky, first name Ass. <laughs> last name Stinky, first name Eeky. Um, <laughs> Hilder G is the artist. Bathroom dance. Crazy crazy song and movie this was a very like weird sad scene that whole movie was sad Mm -hmm. but congratulations everybody i think steve killed that one to be honest yeah yeah steve steve definitely killed that one oh he's uh the movie scores man uh the composers good job job, steve i'm not mad i'm not mad at all no zero points i'm impressed (laughs) I'm a fucking bench warmer. Ew. <laughs> hey, your time will come, bro. Awesome. Come. Yeah, good selections, dude. All right, bros. All righty, fellas. That was a good two-second tunes, but it's uh, change it up a bit. We're going to roll into what we're digging on. I'm going to pass the shovel to Chris. Talk a little bit about what you're currently digging on, man. Uh, I just recently finished reading the novel Dune. It's one of the most classic sci-fi novels of all time. I've always heard about it throughout my life. I'm a huge sci-fi fan. And the novel is by Frank Herbert. Honestly, don't know why I didn't read it up until now, but with the movie coming out, I decided to pick it up. And it's amazing, man. I think one of the best things I like about it is that there's not a whole lot of world building going on. He just kind of throws you into it. And then as the story progresses, you just kind of naturally pick up the world building and what's going on. There's not a whole lot laid out to you beforehand. You're just thrown right into the fray and and. Uh, it's a banger from the beginning to the end. So I'd recommend it to anybody. I really hope the movie does well. So yeah, what is this a futuristic alternate reality? So I guess I should get a little bit of a synopsis. It follows uh, in the future across multiple planets. There's like a coalition of wealthy families or empires that control all trade and money, things like that. And this follows the, the House of Treeds as they embark to the planet Arrakis and are supposed to take it over from another one of these houses and things go south quickly. But there are, there's six original books in the Dune series, right? I know the book itself is like three or four parts, but it is still seen as like one book. Uh, yeah, like a 
lot of books. I mean, it's broken down into different sections, but I think along what Steve was saying, there is six books in the original story, but it expands into a lot more because I went to pick up the second book recently. And I was like at the bookstore looking at the shelf and I was like, holy shit, there's like 12, 16 books here. My God, I I hope I'm grabbing the right one. (laughs) I know they what they want to possibly make it a two-parter. I heard the movie is just the first half of the first book. Yes, that is correct. So I, that's the main reason I'm hoping it does well, because I want to see the second half and beyond, but at least just the second half. If they just did the first book, two movies, I'd at least be satisfied with that. But they can't just end it on what I assume is going to be a cliffhanger and then never, never show you the second half. Give me blue balls. Right. I wonder if they're doing something similar to like Lord of the Rings, where Peter Jackson filmed all three movies before he even put the first one out. So he knew that there was going to be, you know, more movies to follow. So I'm, uh, do you guys know if that's something they're doing or are they waiting to see like box office to see if they're even going to do the second one? I mean, this movie looks like it's going to be amazing and the cast is stellar, man. So I'm assuming it's going to be great. But do you guys know anything about that? They did not do that. And he actually is quoted, the director, as saying he wishes they would have had the resource to do so, but he's like, I have no idea how Peter Jackson did that and it would have killed me. I was like, oh, damn. So (laughs) unfortunately, it's relying completely on the commercial success of this one for us to see the second half. So go to theaters, watch that shit. Just the cast and the visuals alone from what I've seen, I think is enough for people to be like, all right, if all these well-known cast members in there suck, then I'm like, what? Because you know all of them are pretty, pretty good actors, man. Yeah, just to name a few, uh, Jason Momoa, Batista... Um, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Oscar Isaac. Yep, Oscar Isaac's in it. Killer beard. Dude, what's her name? Zendaya. Timothy Chalamet. you guys mentioned him. I mean, I don't know too much about him, but he's like on a hot streak right now. That dude's in everything, it seems like. Chris, you say you finished reading the the first book, you said? Yeah, I finished reading the first book and I'm uh, about to start the second. So I, I know there was a an 80s version of Dune, the movie. Would you ever have any desire to watch that version of the movie? I have watched that version of the movie and it was before I read the book and I didn't like it. You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe now that I've read the book, if I went back, watch it, maybe I'd like it more just cause I could tie some of the people and places to the things I know from the book, but it's pretty cheesy, but it was, I mean, I think it was just a, a victim of the time that it was made. The technology right. was not there to portray the world that was, was written into the book. Right. I mean, do a movie like that today. And Alex, you're saying the visuals, like, Holy shit, man. That shit looks intense, man. And yeah, I, I can't wait to to see the movie. And- I would say the Doom movie from the 80s was also done by a, a well, you know, a great director, David Lynch as well. But that didn't work because he's taken on such, it's just a huge undertaking. So this one could, could be the same. High hopes, man. I got high hopes. I want to read the book now too before. So yeah, I think it was, I started reading Dune, but there's this another book I wrote, read called Magica which I we could have talked about, but I love it, Dune. They have so many words and vocabulary that you don't know, but they have a fucking index or a glossary index, sorry, at the back that you just go back and it'll give you definitions of everything. So I love books that do that. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's know. Hermione. <laughs> oh, it's Hermione, not Hermione. <laughs> I'm still saying Hermione. All right, Chris. Well, thank you for sharing uh, what you're currently digging on. So to change it up a bit, one of our favorite comedians, uh, SNL cast member, lot of movies. Norm MacDonald, man, recently just passed away. Sad news. And uh, just wanted to go around and ask you guys, what are some of your favorite Norm MacDonald moments? Whether it be movies, TV, he was on a bunch of roast. Um, love to hear you guys' thoughts. For me, I don't have uh, one specific moment that comes to mind, but I loved every single time he appeared on like late night TV and stuff because he would always just say the most outlandish shit and catch the host so off guard that they would almost, I feel like show them true selves a little bit more than their, you know, scripted stuff. Like I feel like almost what they scripted and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. He just came out there and did his own thing and they were like uh you can't stop norm in the middle of his shit so to see him just be so unabashedly himself and and catch people unawares and get such a genuine reaction from everyone i i love to see him in that element so anytime he was doing that was my favorite i was gonna say too just to jump off of that i agree with chris um when he was just in 
on any of the talk shows, Conan, David Letterman, especially. But he had that way of just like roundabout telling the joke. Like it would take a journey to get all the way to the punchline and it would be the biggest payoff <laughs> from like the very first words that he said like five minutes ago. And I always just thought it was so funny, man. He was just like very unapologetically funny and himself and he never wavered from that. So I just mm -hmm. always really admired him and he always seemed that it always seemed that he just stayed true to uh, just trying to be funny and doing a good job. Yeah. You know what I mean? He never really sold out. Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, Norm MacDonald pretty much just said whatever the fuck he wanted to say, man. Now, th I think that's why he made such a good host for the Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live, man. So funny. Even as a kid, didn't really get a whole lot of his jokes, obviously, because at that time, you know, pretty young. But it's still, like, you watch it now, you're like, oh, my goodness, man. Like, it's so funny. You know, he had this really charismatic way of saying things but he was also still kind of like dry at the same time but it was still like charismatic at the same time which is like how the hell do you do that but yeah man sad news but yeah he was always hilarious and glad we were able to see him in a lot of stuff when we were when we could always enjoyed him as death on family guy oh yeah <laughs> yeah i was gonna say um the voices you're right death and family guy and he was also the voice of the dog in dr doolittle with eddie murphy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is random yeah. as shit but i for some reason just remember that movie and remember him voicing the dog and just i don't know why it like stuck out to me so he was like in these light-hearted family comedies but he definitely had his his raw dirtiness to him rest in peace man yeah i didn't i didn't even know he had cancer I feel like when you see pictures, it's like, okay, he looks sick, but he wasn't necessarily, had it been years that he, that he yeah, had? Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. It, those people closest to him even said that he didn't say much to them. They didn't know they were blindsided by it. And I was going to say like, what a, I almost think there's something very powerful in that to not go to the media, to not, because you get an attention and outpouring and love and support and just to be like, I want to not have people because people are going to judge you differently and see you differently. And it, and everything's going to be through a different lens. So for him to just be like, this is my thing. I'm going to keep doing my thing on the side with the comedy and the public light when, when it's time, it's time. And they'll know, like I have a, a vast amount of respect for that. Yeah. The same way Chadwick Boseman did. Yeah, absolutely. There's even Norm. I've found an interview when I just went on a deep dive down the rabbit hole watching things, but he said, that himself like in an interview not too long ago just pretty much everything you said Chris where he was like it's essentially a burden on like your loved ones and stuff and he didn't want people to ever look at him differently or treat him differently and he even brought up somebody who was like up for an award and he was like um, you know if they're to say oh I had cancer he's like probably going to get that award and he was like there's nothing significantly special about like getting cancer and dying he's like it happens to a lot of people and I was like damn that's pretty yeah. fucked up and then at the end the guy's like he's like if I was ever sick he's like I mean you would never know of course and the guy's like are you and he's like well like, like I said you would never know if I was you know I, oh, I wouldn't man. say I want I want to let people know did he and have I was like, damn. kids did he have a wife yeah, yeah, okay. he had. I think it was his ex-wife. I think they're divorced, but he had he had some kids. I mean, like, much respect that really taking your personal life and your celebrity life and like doing a good job. And I don't follow that shit, so I don't know. But just really being like, I don't know anything about his personal life for good reason. You know, just appreciate him as a comic and what he did. Mm -hmm. And sadly, you know that he passed away from cancer. You know, but yeah, still remembering sad. not him as oh he was getting sick and he was decrepit. Like no, nobody knew. Agreed, dude. Well, Norm MacDonald, rest in peace. But on that note, my friends, another great episode of Things We Dig. Until next time, later days, my friends. Keep on digging that dirt, my friends. Peace out. Clean your shovels off for next week, boys. Later. Later.